Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It's Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you for about another hour and a half tonight before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief coming up at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, JR will take you deep into the early Wednesday parts uh, of the morning. I got to get this off my chest here for a second because as we were in the commercial break, Lindsey John, we had some very – Interesting dialogue and discussion about Jordan Poole. Now, I don't want it. <laughs> You're funny. Now, I, Lindsey John during the break was was critical of me. Not not critical, but gave me some constructive criticism. He was like, you know, Linnell, I think you were maybe being too hard on Jordan Poole. I'm not trying to be hard on Jordan Poole. All I'm asking is a simple question. Based on what we've heard from Rick Buecher, based on what we've heard from Jason Dumas, do you have concern that the maturity issues that led to his exit in Golden State, do you have concerns that that'll come up here in Washington? Now, not once did I say I don't think Jordan Poole's going to get a bucket. Not once did I say I don't think Jordan Poole's going to work out here because I think it'll all be fine and dandy. There's just part of me. There's just part of me that feels like this entire process was too good to be true. Think about what we flipped Bradley Beal into. We have Jordan Poole back now. You pair him with Kyle Kuzma. I don't even want to talk about Kuz right now, though. Getting a guy in Jordan Poole who's out of the shadows of Klay Thompson and Steph Curry for the first time in his career, the guy is a budding star in the league. He's got all NBA potential. He's a bucket. I just wonder, man, are his old demons going to come back to bite him? Hopefully it's not a problem. I don't think it'll be a problem. But I'm just saying, man, you've been warned, Wizards fans. I've warned you. It kind of reminds me, and I've said this and made this comp before. It reminds me of when Gilbert Arenas came to D.C. from Golden State, ironically, which is actually crazy. It reminds me of that. Completely different situation, but in terms of the player, I think Jordan Poole's got some hibachi to his game, and he is going to have the greenest of green lights uh, come October over at Capital One Arena, man. I I expect it to be fun. I I don't have this mindset that they're going to be some 20-win team like you all think. The combination of Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma with their rotation that they have, I I think they can flirt with maybe the play-in tournament and maybe be flirting with that 10 through 12 range in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're going to bottom out and be some 20-win team, though. They've still got legit talent on the roster. 
Over under 28 points for Jordan Poole. A game? Yeah. You put me on the spot here. 28 points per game. Let's just let's just use last year for a reference. Playing with Clay and Steph, he averaged 20. Now it was an inefficient 20. It was on 43% shooting. We need him to be better than that. But if he averaged 20 with those two, Kuzma's the only real legit bucket getter Washington's got on the roster right now. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if he averaged 28 points, five assists, shot 47% from the field. We need the efficiency to go up for Jordan Poole uh, in order for him to really be the most efficient splash mo uh, that we expect him to be. That's, that's how I feel about it. Speaking of the Washington Wizards, they play their third summer league game coming up at 1030 on NBA TV and NBC Sports Washington. We get a full-scale preview next when Neil DeLau, who covers the team for Hoops District, joins the show. He is out in Las Vegas at the Summer League. We got a full-scale Wizards and Spurs Summer League preview coming your way next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you till 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Right now, though, I want to take a trip out to Las Vegas via the BetQL guest hotline. That is where our pal Neil DeLau joins us. You make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at NeilDeLau96. He covers the Washington Wizards for Hoop District. My friend, how has Vegas been treating you? It's uh, Vegas, so definitely, you know, <laughs> a, uh interesting time wrapping up the trip, you know, last day today with the third game of the season. So it's definitely been entertaining, to say the least. Definitely, man. And I know the product on the floor has been exciting. We'll get to that in a second. I want to first get to... Uh, Jordan Poole's introductory press conference and Kyle Kuzma uh, speaking about his new extension that he signed. What were your takeaways from those two, and how do you think the duo was going to mesh come the regular season? Yeah, you know, obviously introductory press conferences, you know, for Kuzma, obviously it's for the re-signing, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they're always a time of, you know, optimism and hope for the future and what what it can hold. You know, Jordan Poole is obviously getting out of a situation in Golden State where, you know, let's be real. It was not, you know, pretty to start the season mm-hmm. with the incident with Draymond Green. You know, his entire season after that, you know, was pretty, you know, negligible compared to what we saw in his third year when he was a key contributor for, key contributor for the Warriors championship. But, you know, he's coming in, you know, don't listen to Twitter too much about, oh, how he looks unhappy to be here and all those kinds of things. I think he's really eager to have, you know, such a big spotlight on him and a role in the offense that he right. didn't have, you know, obviously behind uh, Steph and Clay in Golden State. So he seems excited to be here. Clearly, he and Kuzma seem to, you know, have gotten to know each other a little bit earlier before things were officially announced. They share, I think, believe in the same similar agency, maybe not the same exact agent, but, okay. you know, under the same agency management. So they probably knew that, you know, something like this was going to happen. Kuzma probably knew that, okay, yes, Poole is coming to D.C., and this is my opportunity to resign with the Wizards. Right. For Kuzma, you know, He's talked for a long time how he's learned from LeBron that, you know, LeBron's greatness goes not just on the court, but his ability to make 1 through 15 better. Yeah. And so that's something that Kuzma wants to do here in Washington. It's obviously, you know, different beasts and different, you know, standards and expectations. But, you know, why not have Kuzma be the vet of this young group going forward? He gets a big bag with, you know, early money. And, you know, it's a very tradable contract for the Wizards if, you know, things don't work out a couple years down the line. So, you know, all in all, it's happy times in the Wizards organization, knowing full well that, you know, they're probably going to win maybe around 25, 27 games this season. Yeah, that's interesting that you that you bring that up, Neil, because I've kind of been flipping back and forth between how competitive I feel this group can ultimately end up being. The growth and development of the returning guys, I think, is going to have a hell of a lot to do with that. Uh, some guys that aren't participating in summer league that, that we expect to have a huge impact, Daniel Gafford, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert. I want to talk about Daniel Gafford here for a second. I know he was out there in Vegas. Neil, I don't know if you remember that press conference. Uh, we we I don't know if it was me that asked the question or someone else. They asked Wes Unsell Jr. about Daniel Gafford potentially expanding his range to, to be able to hit the 15-footer and potentially stretch his game out to the three-point line. From what you've been hearing and been able to gather, Neil, do you anticipate him potentially adding that to his game? And what are your overall expectations for him come 2023? Yeah, you know, definitely that was something that 
he worked on you know a little bit last season with you know the former player development coach Alex McLean to try and extend his range to you know that 12 foot kind of jump shot you know on either either side of the free throw line you know free throw line extended area. Yeah. So certainly I'm sure that he's trying to do it again. Um, we'll see now that maybe he has a little bit more ability in I would say you know leash uh, to be able to take some of those shots as they know that you know we're not going to be team contending immediately right away, all those kinds of things. Yeah. So I think, you know, certainly he'll try and sprinkle it in. Um, but he knows at the end of the day that his effectivity is, you know, really a lot closer, um, you know, around the rim. Yeah. So he'll have a lot of opportunity. Hopefully he'll uh, be able to make the most of it. Neil, I want to get to the action at hand tonight. The Wizards play their third summer league game tonight against San Antonio Spurs from the Thomas and Mack Center out in Vegas. What what are some of your early thoughts and impressions of this young Wizards Summer League squad, man? I know Bilal Koulibaly, their first-round pick, uh, is who most fans had their eyes on uh, in uh, Summer League game number one, but we've seen some other guys, some unheralded guys, come up and have a big impact as well. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, there are a lot of young players uh, on this Summer League team uh, to be excited about Koulibaly, as you stated. Um, but the list goes on and on. You know, tell me which direction you want to go. And there's Kulabale, <laughs> there's Tristan Vucevic, Patrick Baldwin Jr., and Ryan Rollins. Um, you know, and then obviously Johnny Davis coming into year two. So a lot to be excited for, a lot to, you know, be hopeful for, uh, for the young, you know, Wizards movement that's coming in. I want to ask you about the two guys that were, at the time, Neil, considered a throw-in in the deal. I know. Folks like yourself were, were all over the impact that they would be able to have. Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin Jr. I want to ask about Rollins first here. Because of what Washington already has in the backcourt, assuming DeLone Wright's on the roster when the season starts, you've got Jordan Poole, you've got Tyus Jones, Bilal shown the ability to potentially be a lead guard and bring the ball up the floor. Do you wonder where Ryan Rollins' minutes will come during the regular season? And is he a guy... Uh, that you anticipate going down to the go-go, maybe? I don't necessarily think go-go right away, but, you know, I think it's, you know, certainly possible that, you know, he gets minutes sprinkled in off the bench, um, and they'll kind of go from there. There's the – I believe we lost, and we'll throw him on hold here for a second. Try to I'm here, Lino. Oh, you're still there? I was yep. going to say, I wanted, wanted to go into a little bit more detail about uh, Ryan Rollins and what he brings – from from a basketball standpoint, I didn't know a ton about him when the trade was made, but watching him in the first two summer league games, Neil, he's got a definite feel for the game. There's a toughness about him that I really appreciate, and he seems to have a really tremendous feel in the pick and roll. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with some of that, the toughness that he has. I didn't even realize that in the first game he took a shot to the eye yeah. <laughs> until we talked to him in the second game, and he had you know a big old welt you know, underneath his left eye when we were talking to him after game two where, you know, I didn't even realize he had five steals all of a sudden. Yeah. So you definitely talk about that toughness. I think he might have been exaggerating a little bit. He was telling us his wingspan. It's so hard to hear these guys sometimes. But <laughs> I, I want to say he said his wingspan was 6'10". So let's okay. throw a little bit of doubt on that. Yeah. Maybe my ears are just terrible. Right. But, you know, certainly you talk about that toughness. He's going to bring it on the defensive end. He has a chip on his shoulder as a second-round pick guy. And then he just also has that professionalism in him from, you know, the Golden State organization, which is, you know, lo and behold, top class. Yeah, definitely. I want to ask you 
about Patrick Baldwin Jr., both of those guys that, that were included in that Jordan Poole deal, talking about Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin Jr., have made a significant impact in the first two summer league games. Talked about Rollins. I want to go into more detail on Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was a really highly touted recruit coming out of high school. When Golden State drafted him last year, I know there were a lot of talent evaluators that looked at the fit and said, man, you talk about a guy that's close to 6'10", to be able to stretch the floor like that, there's a ton of potential. Reminds you a little bit of Kyle Kuzma. What type of impact do you expect Patrick Baldwin Jr. to have once the regular season starts? Yeah, you know, you said Kyle Kuzma. You know, I kind of think initially that, you know, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. kind of type frame, 6'10", you know, always looking for the green light to shoot. He's, a, I think, a little bit bigger and wider uh, than Michael Porter Jr., but certainly, and you know, another guy, today's NBA, cannot have enough big men that, you know, want and are eager to shoot the ball. I think I was most impressed with, you know, just kind of some of his feel for the game. Yeah. Some good passes, made some good plays. He had hit Tristan Vucevic in transition for a nice little Euro step lay-in. So, certainly, like you said, the Jordan Poole trade looks better and better when you realize <laughs> that you got Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin Jr. in it. Definitely, man. And I'm excited to see Baldwin in the regular season more so than Rollins. I think because of the, the depth that they have at the position, it might be difficult to get him minutes. But Patrick Baldwin Jr., man, like you said, the most valuable skill right now in today's NBA is, is to be able to shoot the ball from the perimeter, and uh, he's shown the ability to do that, although the numbers might not necessarily reflect that. Uh, Neil, when, when you look at – oh, we actually lost Neil. Maybe he'll, he'll get the opportunity to call us back, but thought we covered a lot of good stuff with him. At the end of the day – when we look at Washington's summer league roster and what they've got uh, moving forward and what the outlook of the team is, I think there's got to be a ton of optimism. We didn't even really get into Bilal and what he saw from him, but I I thought we touched on it yesterday here on Overtime. They've got a core of young dudes now that should have the opportunity to grow and develop with each other. Over the next couple of years, Neil, we we lost you there for a second. I want to let you go on this, man. I got one more for you, two more for you. Sure. Uh, I'll ask you about the draft picks of this year. We didn't go into much depth about Bilal, but I I thought he exceeded my expectations on the offensive end because I haven't gotten to see him at practice or anything like that. We know he'd come in and make an impact on defense, but I was impressed with how comfortable and confident he was as a ball handler uh, during the first two games. Yeah, you know, absolutely, and that's something that, you know, really was attractive to the Wizards, that, you know, he was a guy that was around 6'2 and, uh, two summers ago, and, you know, maybe 5'11 the summer before that. Wow. He was a guard. Yeah. He had ball guard skills, you know, when he was going up through the ranks uh, in the French League. So the Wizards feel that, you know, that's something that he can carry over, and, you know, they've purposely put the ball in his hands in certain situations. You know, the head coach of the Summer League team, Landon yeah. Tatum, told us, you know, there are times when there are, the Celtics were putting uh, Yudoko as a bouquet, their big man, on Koulibaly on defense. They're like, okay, well, the best way to beat this is to put the ball in his hands and let him attack that right. in pick and roll and various things. So, obviously, we'll see, you know, come against, you know, more real NBA com- competition. But they certainly view him as a guard who can handle the ball when needed. Yeah, I, I was extremely impressed. I, I love the way that he competed on the defensive end. He had a monster block. I don't know if it was Sunday or, or, or Saturday, but he looked good and as advertised on the defensive end, the buzzer beater and the game-winning shot that he ended up hitting on Sunday. 
did he surprise you at all with that, Neil? Because that looked a lot like the guy that they were advertising and speaks to that growth spurt that we talked about. He's got a legit guard bag in a 6'8 body. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, I don't want to say flabbergasted because that's a little bit mean <laughs> to the kid, but no, I feel you, he though. comes in as a someone who is a non-shooter, at right. least right now, as an 18, almost 19-year-old. The Celtics on their bench, literally, I was sitting next to their bench. Every time he had the ball on the perimeter, multiple people on their coaching staff were like, non-shooter, non-shooter, wow. now give him space. Yeah. And he takes that, takes that last shot, cool, calm, and collected, drains it, nothing but nets. I mean, what's not to love about that? Granted, small sample size, but hey, right. he told his coach afterwards, hey, I'm a clutch player. And then Tristan Vucevic, you know, I, don't, I, I won't swear on your airwaves, but he right. said, talk your, Bilal, talk your. And so, great moment all the way around. Yeah, definitely. Man. We actually uh, played the, the audio of that yesterday during the show, man. I was grateful of you getting that for us, man. I, I asked about Bilal, the first-round pick. The star of this entire weekend, uh, Neil, and I don't want to speak in hyperbole, Tristan Vucevic. I am so impressed with this young man, especially considering the position that he's playing. I think the transition coming from overseas and dealing with the physicality of the NBA bigs was already going to be a tough transition for the kid. He has handled it and, and passed the test with flying colors. We talk about feel, right, as, as a word we throw around with all of these guys. I thought that word fit his game the best, man. The footwork was on full display. The shooting stroke, even though he wasn't, you know, uber efficient when shooting the ball, anyone who watches the kid shoot can understand he's got a legit stroke. And then seeing him get switched out on the perimeter on a couple of defensive possessions, Neil, I thought Tristan Vucevic, if there was any doubt about whether or not they were going to buy his contract out, I think the first two summer league games put all that to bed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Balakula Ballet is somebody that's very confident. Tristan Vucevic is right there, you know, behind him. Yeah. He wanted to come to summer league, even though he probably shouldn't have. His league in Serbia just finished. You know, the day that he was drafted, they won the championship. And so usually people are like, okay, take some time off, you know, come back and be ready. But he said, I want to play. I want to show teams what I have and my skill set and my talent. And, you know, he's doing just about that, you know, with his versatility. Yeah, definitely was impressed by Vucevic, man. And hopefully we see all of those young cats build on it in their performance tonight. The Wizards play their third summer league game uh, coming up in about an hour and a half or so. Uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. It's a 10-30 tip-off. You can catch the action on NBC Sports Washington or on NBA TV. Neil, I appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. Enjoy Vegas. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lonel. That is Neil DeLau, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at NeilDeLau96 for the latest on the Washington Wizards. And make sure you follow the other page that Neil runs, Hoop District. Uh, it is Hoop underscore District for the latest on the Washington Wizards. Always good catching up with Neil on the D.C. family. We'll switch gears here a little bit before we come back. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of National Football League, man. We are, what, 16 days away from the start of training camp for the Washington Commanders. The Move the Sticks podcast, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks had some very interesting comments on how they view the Washington Commanders heading into the 2023 season. We'll let you hear from the Move the Sticks podcast next as the fam.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's the final hour of power here on this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham ride with you till 10 o'clock before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. He will take you uh, into the early part of Wednesday morning. Want to go all NFL here for this final hour of the show. Uh, Coming up in about a half hour, our pal Kevin Sheehan, the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show, weekdays. 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. He is set to join us at 10.30. We'll talk all things burgundy and gold with our pal Kevin Sheehan uh, coming up in about a half hour or so. I mentioned I want to keep things on the National Football League. We are officially 16 days away from the start of training camp for the Washington Commanders. I said it yesterday here on Overtime. We are now 58 days away uh, from Lions and Chiefs on Thursday Night Football to kick off the NFL regular season. And as we continue to get closer to training camp and we continue to get closer to the start of the regular season, I think we'll start to see some media pundits, you know, come out and we call it list season, right? These media pundits will come out and put together their top 10 positional list. Who's got the most pressure on them? What coaches are on the hot seat? Also during this time of year, you begin to hear and understand who's leaning which way. Who are the sexy, flashy, flavorful teams of 2023? And I can rattle off a couple for you here now. The Detroit Lions, I think everyone is licking like an ice cream cone and is assuming that they're going to be better. I don't know how much I believe in that. The one positive that I will say about Detroit in comparison to the other teams in the NFC, in the National Football League, continuity is so important. How many teams next year are returning their same quarterback and their same offensive coordinator? Not a lot. Not a lot. Detroit is on that short list of teams. I think their ability to keep Ben Johnson in-house this offseason is going to pay dividends for them. I think Jared Goff will be able to take another step forward in this offense. And 
the Lions are one of those teams that I feel like you know everyone's high on right now. Another team that I feel like is the sexy pick for everyone to think that they're going to take this massive step forward next year, the New York Jets. Everyone's licking the Jets like an ice cream cone because of the addition of Aaron Rodgers. I understand it completely. Uh, Justin Fields has a lot of fans out there for the 2023 season. You get my point. This time of year is when we start to see some of our favorite media analysts draw their proverbial line in the sand as to who they think is going to be for real and who they think is bluffing going into the 2023 season. I'm a big fan of the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah uh, and Bucky Brooks. They do a damn good job with that. The boys are rather bullish on the Washington Commanders. Take a listen to Daniel Jeremiah and his outlook for the 2023 Washington Commanders. The the other team I would say of this bunch that um I think I'm I'm just I'm curious to see how they do because I think they have a chance to be a playoff team and nobody's talked about them as Washington. Again, oh, for yeah. some of the sim- for some of the similar reasons. Like that's yeah. a front if they keep the defensive front healthy and engaged. They can take over and dominate games, man. And they've they've shown in what they've done against Philadelphia in that division how competitive they can be. They've got weapons on the outside. So um, to me, I think they're the team that's of those five, the teams that haven't been talked about a lot. I, I think Cleveland is right, is is the best of the group. But I think Washington, if you're gonna say what one of these other teams has a shot, I'd say Washington. I like the commanders. I like the mm-hmm. commanders defensively because they can rush with four and get home. I like the fact that they are poking the bear when it comes to Chase Young by saying, yeah, nah, we're not giving yeah. We're not picking up the option. You're going to have to play for it. You're going to have to do this. You also have a hungry player on the other side in Montez Sweat. They paid Jonathan Allen. They paid Deron Payne. Right there, DJ, we're talking about four first-round picks. That front line should be able to dominate, and we've seen them dominate at times. Daniel Jeremiah of the Move the Sticks podcast. Giving his thoughts on the Washington Commanders, give you a little bit of uh... – backstory on what they were doing on the show uh, yesterday. They were listing the five teams that no one is talking about this offseason that will be better than everyone's expectations. The team he was talking about before Washington was the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns are another interesting case study. We've looked at them at nauseum here on this program. I think their success next year uh, is strictly contingent upon whether or not Deshaun Watson is able to return to that near MVP form that we saw him in uh, back with the Houston Texans. As for DJ and his thoughts on the commanders, people say I have Ashburn syndrome. People say I am just a homer. But when you look at the landscape of the NFC and you look at what Washington was a year ago, all Sam Howell has to do is just be average at the quarterback position. That's it. That's it. He didn't have to go out and throw 29, 40 touchdowns. He didn't have to, didn't have to throw for 4,000 yards. He's just got to be average. That's it. This football team last year won eight games. Eight games with a JV-level offense. Let's call a spade a spade, right? They were that bad defensively last year. The numbers are abysmal. 27th in pass block win rate. 26th in points per game. The numbers are bad on offense. The only good number that they had offensively was time of possession. 
And that didn't even really tell the whole story. So I understand why some folks out there nationally may be a little high on the Washington Commanders. Like I said, the big unknown variable in this entire situation is Sam Howell. What is Sam Howell going to represent for the Washington Commanders in 2023? Because as far as ranking off-seasons and what teams had the best off-seasons, bringing in Eric Bieniemy, I think, is this team's offensive coordinator will prove to be far more valuable than any other personnel move that they made this offseason. I wholeheartedly believe that. And being out there at OTAs and being out there at minicamp, it was very apparent from practice number one. Eric Bieniemy is large and in charge. Eric Bieniemy is calling the shots on the offensive side of the football. And I think... This newfound sense of accountability on that side of the football during training camp, when the pads start popping, that attention to detail, that level of accountability, I think it has a trickle-down effect. And I think the defense takes that same mindset. And Bucky Brooks at the tail end of that audio clip we just played for you started to go into detail about what this Washington Commanders defense could be. And he talked about Chase Young. And as far as the on-air personalities that work at 106.7, the fan in our sister station, the Team 980, I feel like I'm probably the most bullish on Chase Young in terms of everyone that we work with, all of our colleagues here at Odyssey DC. I'm probably the most bullish on Chase Young. I fully believe that in 2023, he bounces back. He bounces back and is a hell of a lot closer to that defensive rookie of the year form that we saw back in 2020. Hell, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that this will be the best season of Chase Young's young professional career. It's a spicy take for you. It's just how I feel. When you look at the adversity that this young man had to deal with, dealing with a gruesome, Near career-ending injury. Let's call it what it is. Some folks don't come back from the injury Chase Young suffered. Everyone was all upset about how long it took Chase Young to bounce back and to return last season. Don't worry about any of that. All we need to be concerned with, we were all upset about him not being at voluntary OTAs. You're wasting your breath talking about Chase Young in that light. What we need to be focused on is the potential that this dude has. Because if he can live up to that number two overall pick billing, this defense not only takes another step forward, but if Chase Young bounces back the way I expect him to, Washington will have the best defense in the entire National Football League next season. Are you kidding? Think about what they have up front. Sweat, Payne, Allen, Young. The depth pieces that they have. And F.A. Obata and James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill. There is an, an embarrassment of riches Washington has up front. And while I admit I was upset that they went out and spent their richest two draft selections on defense, while I was upset at that, whew, the addition of Emmanuel Forbes, the addition of Quan Martin, maybe the pieces 
that take this Washington defense over the top. Because last year was very apparent. For a majority of the season, Washington was dominant on the defensive end. Performances against Minnesota, they were dominant. The Week 18 performance against Dallas, they were dominant. They were dominant against the uh, Tennessee Titans. They were dominant against the Philadelphia Eagles. They were dominant uh, against the Green Bay Packers at times. This group last year was damn good. The only issue that a lot of us have with them on defense a season ago is they got off to such a slow start. It took them four weeks of getting their ass kicked before they actually whipped themselves into shape and started playing like the top five unit that they are. In 2023, next season, they can't get off to a slow start. They need this defense to carry them in the early portions of the season while Sam Howell and company iron out the kinks that come with installing a brand-new offense. But like I said, to me, the biggest X factor on defense next year is Chase Young. It just is. It just is. If you can get Pro Bowl-level play out of him, how does anyone move the football on Washington? There is no weakness on this defense. There just isn't. I know a lot of you are probably going to point to the linebacker. Let me give you a a newsflash about Washington's playing at the linebacker position. It is 2023, and I think for once, Ron Rivera and Jack Dorio may be ahead of the curve. See, this is a passing league, and guys or offenses are using the running backs and the tight ends in the passing game more than we've ever seen. So at some point, the value of defensive backs go up, and I think Washington understands that. We may see them deploy five and six DBs at a time next year. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm salivating at it. I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. Their speed that they're going to have on that side of the football, coupled with the pass rush that they already have, good night, Irene. Can't wait. Can't wait. I am 110% bullish on the Washington Commanders heading into next year. A lot of it has to do with the state of the NFC. Another big part of it, another big part of it has to do with the fact that I just, I think Sam Howe, I think Sam Howell has the opportunity. I don't want to speak in hyperboles about the young man, but I really do believe Sam Howell is in a prime position to have success next year. I say it all the time here and over time. In terms of like a checklist of like prerequisites that I'd want to have for a football team dropping in a young signal caller, Washington has every last box checked except for the offensive line, right? They've got, Good weapons at the tight end position. I think their running back room, the one-two punch of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson is as good as any in the National Football League. The weaponry on the outside with McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel. I think De'Ami Brown is going to have an improved or an increased role in this offense next year. They've got everything that you need for a young quarterback to be successful. I didn't even mention the defense. It's all about whether or not this commander's offensive line can, quite frankly, hold up their end of the bargain. That's what I'm waiting to see. Because if this offensive line plays at least average, that's all I'm asking for on offense, is just to be average. If they can get that out of the quarterback position and out of the offensive line, 
Good luck to anybody uh, trying to deal with the 2023 Washington Commanders. I want to keep things on the burgundy and gold. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll play a little bit more from the Move the Sticks podcast. Bucky Brooks, who was the co-host of the podcast with Daniel Jeremiah, there is one free agent out there that he is pounding the table for the Washington Commanders to sign. We'll let you hear that next as the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 